You are listening to the Alouette's Flight Deck, a proud member of the Canadian Football Podcast Network. All right, folks, we've been cleared for takeoff. I'm going to be iconic. Welcome to Alouette's Flight Deck, podcast dedicated to Montreal Alouette's football. I am Tim Capper. You can find me on Twitter at Repact. That's R-E-P-P-A-C-T. And I'm Cliffy D. You can also find me on Twitter, but at Cliffy D. And this episode of the Alouette's Flight Deck podcast is presented by our good friends over at SportBuff, where right now, if you use the promo code ALSFLIGHTDECK10 at checkout, you will receive 10% off your entire order. Head on over to www.sportbuffshop.com. Make sure you check out all the amazing CFL merchandise available. Not just Alouette stuff, folks, but all nine CFL teams. And support local. Have you missed an episode of the Alouette's Flight Deck? Don't worry. You can head over to our full archive over at www.alouettesflightdeck.ca. Also, check us out on Twitter. That's at Alouette's FL Deck. Facebook, do a search for Alouette's Flight Deck Pod. Instagram over at Alouette's Flight Deck. YouTube.com slash Alouette's Flight Deck. And also, you can head over to our store where we just recently released the newest uh, merchandise item for our If You Know You Know line. Head over to Teespring.com slash stores slash Al's Flight Deck and rep the merch for the podcast. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. It's... It it was multiple days in a row last year. The, the, you know the, the the different memories keep popping up on my Facebook page for the stuff that we did last year mm-hmm. uh, at camp, and slightly different than this year. Um, but overall, I, I think it, it went pretty well. Um, first and foremost, I want to give a shout out to everybody who joined us for our very first episode of Flight Deck Live. From Flight Deck Headquarters over in Trois-Rivières. Um, if you haven't already, you can head over to our YouTube page and, and catch uh, the, the 45-ish minute show. Um, but uh, something brand new that we've always wanted to do um, and we're, finally came to fruition. We hope to do a lot more of them. And uh, again, Cliff, it was it, it's like, well, like I said before with the guys from the Turf District, just trying to get the thing set up for the very first time. Now we know a little bit more. It's just a matter of just tweaking things and making sure that for the next show, they go even better. Yeah, I think we kind of broke our cherry, if you will. You know, Now we've got it out there. We did the thing. We know that we can do it. Now it's just a matter of just fine-tuning things a little bit, and now we can look back and say, oh, we should have done this, we should have done that. We Now we know which steps we have to take in order to present a much more slick, a much more polished product. I mean, we we were pretty much winging it because we weren't sure if we were going to be able to pull this or not. So I, I'm thankful that we took the chance. We, we rolled the dice. I mean, I'll be honest, folks. I, I think we did a good job. I know we can do a lot better, mm-hmm. and I think we will do a lot better. It's just one of those things that, you know, the more you do it, like it, practice makes perfect, right? So yeah. to me, I, I think we're, you know, we're, we're onto something here. I, I think, you know, uh, you and I, we had a blast doing it. It was so cool. The fact that our our headquarters in Trois-Rivières, we were able to set up shop there and, and do this. Like, mm-hmm. even, though, even though it felt like we were kind of doing it by the seat of our pants, so what? 
we figure out, let's, let's just go out there. Let's just do it. If we stumble, we stumble. But I think by and large, we we did a pretty decent job. And I'm really like you. I'm, I'm really looking forward to being able to do this again and just see how we can improve upon it and make a much more, as I said, polished performance for everybody to enjoy. Exactly. So, again, we're hoping to have uh, the second episode of Flight Deck Live as soon as possible. Um, if you're curious to know our thoughts on the uh, on the scrimmage game, you can head over there to YouTube and uh, listen to the entire uh, episode or the entire show live stream, I guess we could say. And um, but uh, but beyond that, as we mentioned, we we did stay for for one more day for practice. Um, and, and it's funny. I I I love staying for practice, Cliff, and it's. I don't know if it was a combination of lack of sleep, the cold. <laughs> it was like, what the? It's May, and we got up, and it was plus three, you know, yeah. with a wind or wind chill of plus one. We're like, is this May? Yeah. Yeah, you may freeze your balls off. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, you know, we were there, and I think I, I think I personally was getting tired near the end, the end of practice itself. I mean, it's – sure, they say there's two sessions – but I think they just go straight through. You know, they don't. There's no specific time where they're going to end session one and go into session two and and stuff like that. So I, I think nearly. I, I had fun. Um, I I will admit. I don't know if you noticed that I actually caught a a quick cat nap in the car on the way home. <laughs> <laughs> you were uh, you were quite quiet. I'm I'm not going to lie. So yeah, yeah, I, fig- but, I, I figured as much. And, yeah, but and that's you know fine. What, But you know what made, made it good? And this is this is you know this is not sponsor plug. Road Trip Radio on Sirius Satellite, baby. Ah, oh, could that be any better? Yeah, just great stuff. Absolutely great stuff. I mean, these, there, were, there were a couple of songs I'm like, is this really what do you think of when you think of a road trip? But uh, I mean, by <laughs> and large, the, the selection of music was really cool. I mean, definitely appropriate for road tripping. So, yeah, yeah definitely a, a, a must have. If, if you're a, a subscriber to Sirius XM, Definitely make sure you tune into that channel if you're you're hitting the road this summer, going on vacation or whatnot. Like it's just just really good stuff. Yeah, hey, and the plus thing too is that if you have if you have Sirius XM, you'll be able to you'll be able to get all the the play by play for the CFL. This is very true. I've, on uh, Canada Talks, mm-hmm. uh, the uh, the channel I think it's one sixty seven. Uh, they will be broadcasting all CFL games. Uh, it'll be basically taking the radio feed from the local like from the home team. And putting it out there, but yes, folks, you can definitely listen to CFL games while you're in the car, driving to the cottage, or going on vacation, or wherever you may be, or even if you're stuck in traffic, because traffic right now in Montreal is such a nightmare. It is a nightmare, and I think they're doing it. I don't remember what's the station that they're doing it in French, because I think they do have the uh, the French uh, the French language broadcast. Also, I just don't remember which channel it's on. I, I don't. I know there's Franco Radio, but uh, I I don't remember the 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 number for it. My, my apologies, right. but yes, I, I do believe they are doing the, uh, Alouettes games as well in French. So, yeah, uh, but there's, there's no excuse folks. I mean, if you want to listen to CFL football and you're not near a TV, you've got the radio. And if you've got satellite radio, you know, you're going to get it clear. You're going to get concise and you'll still be able to listen to the, your, your team. Yeah. That's all there's to it. Yeah. And, and, and showing the score on, on the screen itself too. But anyways, this mm-hmm. isn't a giant commercial for, for Sirius XM, but still just a whole part of the, uh, whole part of the experience this past week. Um, before we get to the big news, speaking of music, what, what, 
what do you what were your your final thoughts on our last day at camp like you i i'm really glad that we went if only to see just a, a true honest to goodness session because we were there for day one and I, I think a lot of it was just kind of the the working out the kinks and just starting to learn about your teammates and everything like that like you really can't take anything away from day one mm-hmm. when it comes to training camp and we didn't get a chance to see the subsequent days and just to see how this team is coming together but after watching the scrimmage game and seeing what we did there and seeing what we saw Monday during the two-a-day session that was happening, it's really starting to come together. I mean, I, I think this team's looking really cohesive. And the vibe I get from these players is kind of like it was last year in the sense that this is a united front. This yeah. is a, a team that is going to stick together and stick with each other. And it, it, it's it's refreshing to see. It, it, it's encouraging knowing that these guys have each other's backs already and not all of these guys are going to make the team. Let's, let's be clear about that. There are a lot of guys that are unfortunately going to be shown the door. Uh, it's not because they're bad football players. It's just because there's so many good football players and only so many positions available. So unfortunately the numbers game doesn't always work in your favor. So for, for this, for this group to be together the way they are right now and how they interact with each other and just that, that general vibe of we're here to work, we're here to do something, and we believe in what we have right here. To me, that's that's one of my biggest takeaways is that this team is ready. This team feels like it, it belongs. And even talking with the players afterwards, like a lot of them just they know that a lot of, like the rest of the league seems to be sleeping on the Alouettes. Like there's stuff that's come, been coming out and came out over the weekend as well. And a lot of people are just like, oh, yeah, this team's going to be garbage. This team's not even going to be a contender. And we're laughing. We are laughing because, you know what? I think this team will be a contender. I, I think the way this the way this team is sitting right now, I think they'll be competitive. They won't go 18-0. I can tell you that right now. And even if they were to go 0-18, I think it would be a very competitive 0-18. But I don't believe they're going to go 0-18 either. I, I think... This is a team that's going to compete. This team is going to be in the conversation this year, folks. I, I truly believe that as it sits right now, there's a lot to like on this team, and it's just a matter of wait until the rest of the world catches up with them. Yeah, and we we did notice, too, that obviously some guys have started to uh, to really make a name for themselves. Tyler Sneed being one of them. I know that the you know they, the team has been promoting him a little bit in their post-game uh, uh, camp notes and whatnot, but... Um, it's all about what's coming up this, you know, obviously this Friday, which we'll talk about too in the uh, the first preseason game at, at Ottawa. It's it's going to be interesting. As I said, it doesn't seem, to, you know, somebody doesn't show up or somebody retires. It's not phasing this team. And they're already talking about how much, how close-knit these guys are. And it is not even the regular season yet. They've not even made final cuts yet. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it it could easily it could really it really bodes well I think for this team down the line, you know mm-hmm. obviously it we'll see more in week two when we have you know with preseason two when we have uh, our home game and you'll have more of the starters playing because we do know that there will be a lot of players uh, the regulars who will not be playing this up this mm-hmm. you know, this coming week but that's okay that's all right it's just a matter of we want to see what these guys can do you know uh, let's. Uh, you know, we, we go from, from, uh, from scrimmage to practice and it was like night and day for Davis Alexander, night and day for Davis Alexander. Wow. 
Oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, you know, we've been hyping this guy for a long time since last year, this time last year, when we first saw him in training camp, we thought, okay, there's something to this kid. There, there's something special about him. And then when we saw him this year, we noted, okay, he's slimmed down. He's actually, well, it's funny. We think he's slimmed down, but in all reality, he actually put muscle on mm-hmm. and that zip on his, uh, his throwing motion is just uh, chef kiss. Like this, this, this guy's got it. Like he's got that, that, that fire in him. And then when we saw him, uh, during the scrimmage game, yeah, he did not look his best. He looked kind of out of sorts. And even afterwards, like we're, we're trying to be encouraging for the guy and he, you could tell he was down on himself. He was like, Man, that that sucked. That that was not me. That I'm better than that. Like you can tell, it bothered him. Like he he's his own harshest critic. He's he's even said, and I I respect that. And I said, listen, tomorrow's a, or the next day, whatever you want to call it, is another opportunity to get better. And that's what that's what training camp is all about: is get one percent better every day, be better than you were yesterday. And sure enough, the the Monday session, who the the Davis Alexander that we have come to know was back mm-hmm. like whatever whatever issues or whatever you know whatnot that was bothering him on saturday was gone by monday morning like he was out and he was playing like his hair was on fire again and you could tell afterwards like we saw him and he's like yeah yeah that was i'm back i, I i'm back mm-hmm. you know like, I'm like good you know make sure you make sure you bring that to ottawa because I guarantee, man. You're. I, I said I, I would not be surprised if Davis Alexander actually gets to start this uh, this coming Friday against the Red Blacks. It's very possible, and you know we have, uh, you know, continuation of of guys that made a name for them, which you know completely came out of nowhere last year. Like Cole Speaker continues to play, looks to be very good uh, despite the number change. Um, <laughs> um, we also were able to talk with, or at least you were able to talk with, uh, uh, you know. Recent pickup uh, and um, draft signee uh, Luau Uguak. He he seemed to be getting uh, very accustomed to, to the uh, Canadian game. Yeah, right. Like you can just tell right away that he's he's putting his nose to the grindstone and ready to work. And very impressed with what I saw so far. I mean, after play, playing four plus years in the states, I mean, you know, there's certain things he's going to have to get used to uh, in the Canadian game. But he seemed to pick up things pretty well and. He's he's surrounded by so much talent. I, I mean, he's surrounded by guys that are going to push him to work harder and be better. And he, he's another guy too that I think, uh, given the opportunity, is going to make a lot of noise. And an, another name that I'm really excited to see in this preseason game this uh, this coming Friday. And also, I think we saw in one of the interviews too. We're talking about uh, who's currently wearing uh, number eighty-seven, Quantney uh, uh, Davis. He. He's getting used to the game itself. I mean, he, he talked about his uh, his basically his road trip to the uh, uh, to the CFL. You know, where he's overcome adversity. I think not only once, but twice. I think, if I'm not mistaken, um, and he's he's done pretty well in camp, also. So it's it, it means a lot more. Scrimmage means one thing. Practice means another thing. But having an actual game where you get to hit hit players. That it's going to mean the, the biggest thing when it comes to being able to evaluate these guys and uh, decide who's going to be on this roster for uh, for 2023. And that was the other consensus that I got from talking to the flawed players post practice on Monday was they're just itching now. They're they're itching to hit somebody. Like they're 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 ready to get in someone's grill and and and, and make things happen. Like it, it's all well and good. Yeah, everybody looks good 
playing against your teammates. You know what I mean? Like, like even in the scrimmage game, like any outstanding plays, I'm like, yeah, that because you're given the chance to make outstanding plays. But in, in a preseason game, even though it doesn't quote unquote count, I mean, that's where you're going to get actual competition. That's where you're going up against another team and their players are going to go in with something to prove and they're going to want to make a case to be on that team. So for me, I, I'm really I'm really excited to see just what these guys that I, you know, the, the, I hate this term bubble player when it comes to describing some of these guys, because. Well, right now they really are. So it's, it's I think it's a, I think it's a fair term. Well, I mean, I guess for lack of a better term, it's just it, bubble, though, would imply that, well, maybe you won't make the team. I'm like, well, maybe they will. Maybe it's just a matter of giving them a chance to show what they can do, because, as I said, everybody looks good playing against your teammates. It's when you get out there against an actual opponent, against an actual adversary. That's where you, that's that's where you you separate, you know, the the chaff from the wheat, if you will. Mm-hmm. Like that, that's where you get to see who the real superstars are, who the real name players are, the the guys that you you know. Okay, this guy deserves a spot on the everyday roster, or at least on the practice roster. Right, and also I think for the second day and uh, second time in a row for us, we we got to speak with one of our our, uh, our running backs. Uh, uh, after the scrimmage, it was uh, Jeshwin Antwi, and uh, on Monday, it was Walter Fletcher. And again, they are all the same. Three-headed monster. I'm glad to be back with these guys. I, you know, Walter's like, I'm glad I re-signed. I get to really show what I can do. Man, if you can get these three guys going, it's going to be very interesting behind the line of scrimmage when you have all, you know, when you have two or possibly three of these guys all in the lineup at the same time. And let's not forget, Fletcher and Antwi were the stars last year for all intents and purposes. Yeah. I mean, everybody everybody thinks about William Stanback as well they should. And he came into camp too, slimmer and you know ready ready to go. Like someone that really is on a redemption tour, if you will. But Fletcher and Antwi, they both came in too. Like you could tell they, they did a lot of work in the offseason. They were raring to go and they want to make their case heard. They, they want to be running back number one. I mean, no disrespect to Stanback, but I mean – they want to be a part of this as well. And the impression we've gotten is even though in the past uh, head coach, Jason Moss has kind of shied away from the run. I don't, he's not going to have a chance to shy away from the run this year. I think he's got to have no choice, but to find a way to include all three of these guys in the offense in some way, shape or form. Uh, maybe not all three at once on the field, but I mean, if you can get two of the three guys at any time involved in this offense, I mean, that's just going to benefit Cody Fajardo because this way, if he doesn't feel like he can find a receiver, he just has to turn around and hand the rock off to whoever is behind him in the backfield. And you know they're going to make some stuff happen. So to see these three guys all on the same page, all raring to go, and just excited. And they, too, they want to get out there and they want to hit somebody. They want to – they're ready for some actual competition. So to me, that that does my heart good. It, it's exciting to see that that fire, that energy. And you know what, folks? Like this, this running back core is simply outstanding. Like the – like I, I will put them up against any of the other running back rooms in this league, and and I tell you what, I I think this year, whether it's Stanback, Fletcher, or Antwi, or all three of them, they're going to do some major major damages to defenses this year. Yeah. Uh, but hey, if you ever have a chance, whether it be heading to up to Troyvier during the rest of the time for preseason, or actually heading over to the Olympic Stadium for for practice, uh. Go ahead and if you have the chance, go ahead and do it because it's it's a unique experience in itself. It's obviously a hell of a lot different than it is for game that that it is a game day, but you actually get to see 
you can potentially see certain things that are being practiced that you may not necessarily see on a week to week basis, whether it be trick plays, whether it be fake punts, whether it be, you know, whether it be just something out of the ordinary, if they practice it, it's very possible that they may use it. And you can say, I saw when, so if you ever have a chance, go ahead and head over to the stadium or head over, I said, head over up to uh, stad Diablos and uh, check out a, check out a practice. A great example of that. We, that we saw on Monday, a lot of work with the uh, hands team for onside kicks. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's one of those things that I don't think it's a, enough practice, especially based on the fact that an onside kick almost rarely works. Or at least it feels like it almost rarely works that where you're able to recover the ball. To me, that's something that should be practiced. You know, I won't say every day, obviously not every day, but it would be next to impossible, especially in the CFL when you only have a finite number of hours per week to practice. But it's one of those things that definitely needs some attention. Like I'd say at least once a week, there should be a few drills in place in order to practice that. And Byron Marshambo is, uh, as we've discussed on many occasions, he's a special teams guru. Like he he knows his stuff when it comes to that. So it was it did me, it did me good to see that being practiced. You know, not for very long, but long enough to say, okay, well, you know, this is an important thing. This is something we're going to have to potentially deal with, and you got to get it right. Simple as that. So it it was great to see that. I'm glad they're working on that. And I hope it's something that will continue throughout the regular season as well. Yeah, for sure. So the the team has been teasing this for the past couple of weeks, uh, even up to they, up to uh, before they were announced their theme nights, Um, you know, that there was going to be this uh, big, very well-known musical act that that was going to be playing at halftime at the Alouette's, uh, uh, home opener on on June 10th. Well, Cliff, they made the announcement, and yes, it wasn't what I was thinking. It wasn't what I was thinking when it came to Simple Plan, but it was a very well known Canadian act, wasn't it? It sure was, <laughs> and this was completely out of left field. Like this was something that I just couldn't, in my wildest dreams, imagine. Just because it, it just seemed so unattainable i, I want to say like i just there, there's no way in hell that anyone i, I couldn't have imagined anyone within the elwood spring trust would have ever thought of this band but ladies and gentlemen if you go to the home opener june 10th versus the ottawa red blacks at halftime you will see none other than our lady peace performing live at personal molson stadium mm-hmm. holy cow <laughs> I, I mean, now I'm going to be completely honest. I am a huge, huge fan of Our Lady Peace. I've seen them perform in five different Canadian cities, uh, and well, I've seen I've seen them multiple times. But in but I've got bit, I've seen them at least in five different cities in Montreal at least a couple times, and it's so funny. I was even thinking like, when's the next time? Like, because like, I, I saw them last year in Shakutami, and. You know, a, a great show. Uh, I was very happy to to get out there for that. And then I was thinking, like, when's the next time I'm gonna am I gonna see Our Lady Peace live? And you know, <laughs> take a look at their tour and everything. Like, hmm, might be a while still. And then, lo and behold, this this got dropped in our laps. Like, wow. Yeah. Yeah. It, wow. You, yeah. You you can get in for twenty seven bucks, see a football game, and see Our Lady Peace at halftime. I I, I mean that. I mean, oh my God! I mean, what was the last? I I, keep, I can't even remember the last time I ever paid, you know, anywhere close to twenty seven dollars to see Our Lady Peace. 
And then you throw a football game in there as well. Hello. Yeah. I mean, that's talk about the best bang for your buck. The, 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 thing, the closest thing to me, and this is, this is really going to date me, but the closest thing I think it was paying $10 or $15, whatever it is, to go to Annie's downtown to see Maximilian. Wow. Maximilian. Yeah. Yeah. And obviously, we know what their their big song was at that time. So I mean, that's I was like, okay, this is pretty cool. This is pretty cool. Um, where did you hear the news first? Was it me sending you my uh, my text, or did you read it online first? Uh, you know what's funny? Like I I was at work, and I don't keep my phone with me, so I actually I ended up having to use it to uh, to send out a text to uh, a coworker. And there was actually quite a few people had messaged me. Did you see? Did you see? Did you see? Like, and this uh, I was actually kind of bombarded with this. I'm like. Holy crap! <laughs> this is, damn, this, yeah. So, and, and I'll be I'll be completely honest. I should probably apologize to my boss. I at this point, like, you couldn't tell me nothing at this point. Like, like I, I'm so not concentrating on work. I don't care. You know, the hell with it. Like, my God, Arlene Peace is playing with the Alouettes. Holy, jeez. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, as you can it's, tell, I'm I'm very very excited again, with this news. and and this is not a slight. It's the PKP effect. It really is. It really is. You know, with the other news that came across, you know, from the interview that our president and CEO Mark Waitman did the other night uh, on TVA Sports. You know, a lot of this is because of this. We now have the ability to do this type of stuff to be able mm-hmm. to to do to have these upgrades to have these, you know, to, to have an event game. Every home game, mm-hmm. you know. So it's I, I, and and let's face it. Like in the past, the Alouettes have always said that they were going to bring out some big musical act. Like and to them, I guess a big musical act is whatever so so band from Quebec that nobody throughout the rest of Canada have heard of. And you know, try to they try to hype it up like it's the next big thing and. It's it's just never worked. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. It, especially, too, when you look at, for example, as I said, last year, the BC Lions had One Republic playing their home opener. And like that's a pretty big name right there. Uh, I know this year, and they're, they're actually planning to have another big name playing. They haven't announced it yet, but there's going to be another big name playing. Uh, I know the Saskatchewan Rough Riders are trotting out Kim, Kim Mitchell. Uh, oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> well, well, I mean... That's if you're no, what I'm saying, it, but still, it's it's following a trend, right? I mean, like the idea is to make these events. I, I again, I don't think Kim Mitchell is necessarily going to move the needle for the the kids out in Saskatchewan. I mean, maybe Our Lady Peace won't do it either. But I mean, when you think about it, like Our Lady Peace is at least close to what the core CFL audience, like in that demographic, mm-hmm. it, the the two are are are, are one in the same essentially. So to me. That's what hits. And again, we were promised a huge act. And I, I would say Arlie Peace definitely checks that box. I mean, we were thinking, yeah. we, you and I were thinking it was going to be, have to be someone with Quebec roots, especially if PKP is footing the bill for this. Like, you, you figure he's going to want a, someone that is world renowned, but has true roots in Quebec. And that's why we thought Simple Plan or maybe Celine Dion, but uh, you, you couldn't make an announcement like that and then come out with, uh, like, I, I, I'm not going to mention any small bands or anything like that because I don't want to come across as insulting, but you had to hit a home run with this. As I said, not a, not a double, not a triple, but a home run. When you, the way you were, you were hyping this, you had no choice. You pretty much left yourself no choice, but to hit a home run. And as far as I'm concerned and my bias aside, our lady peace is a home run. 
this is a home run acquisition for the Alouettes. Oh yeah, or I guess I guess we should say touchdown. Really, I mean, ah, home run baseball. There you but, go. But I digress. Yes. Um, go ahead. I want to go ahead and talk about the other news that was announced yesterday. Um, uh, you know, thanks to my Google News feed for being able to, to be uh, you know finding this out. Um, our president and CEO Mark Waitman was on uh, on one of the uh, Tavia Sports uh, talk shows. And he happened to mention a couple of things about, the, you know, what the team's looking to do and um, with the ability to do what they can do now, you know, now that having uh, Pierre Capello as our owner. Um, so it was announced that uh, the video board uh, at Percival Molson is going to be replaced this summer. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not going to be ready in time for game one, but it will be ready this summer. Uh, I'm curious to know how much how how much of a difference it's going to make, but we'll see. You know, the, the the one right now has served has served its purpose. It really has, with all the hullabaloo and and all, the whole thing that uh, went behind it just to get it up. It served its purpose. Um, also, they did actually uh, announce the pregame music acts because they did say that they were going to be pregame music acts before, and you know, the promoting it aside the uh, the halftime show. Uh, it's, uh, going to be, uh, France de Moore and, uh, Dufrère, um, and they'll be playing supposedly pregame show for about 40 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, they're going to have up to 18 new items there in stadium, uh, you know, beers, uh, things to eat, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and they're going to be also, it looks like they're going to be doing some slight upgrades to all the loges. So if you happen to own one of the loges, Hey, the owls are make are going to make it a, hopefully a better experience for you when you're sitting up there. So, um, mm-hmm. again, we, we mentioned it before, Cliff. It's it's all an effect of having an owner that has the money, and hey, it's the the even if it's just the little the little things that that make the improvements. You know, I'm I'm all for it. Yeah, I've often said if you don't take care of the little things, then they end up becoming big things. And yeah, so to me, this is this is fantastic. I mean, this is. What you have to do, you have to make these games event worthy. You have to create, as you've said in the past, that FOMO moment. Mm-hmm. You want people to, you know, because it's very easy. People eat just as easily sit on their couch and watch the game on their big screen TV. You know, they don't have to wait in line to go to the bathroom. The beer is cold and a hell of a lot cheaper at home. So what do you have to do to get people off of their couch and into the stands? You got to make these events. You got to make it must see live you got, you got to sell the idea that it's not just a football game it's a complete experience yeah. one that you cannot miss and when you do things like this when you you make the moves that you are you know not just bringing in a huge event for the home opener but making each and every home game an event and if the Alouettes are able to successfully do that not just this first game but every other game as well and convince more and more people that hey don't watch the game at home come to the stadium if you don't, you're going to miss out on all these great things. And if the team is serious about promoting that and making it truly the the must must be place to be the, the place to be mm-hmm. during the summer and beyond in Montreal, that's going to be huge. And that's going to that's what's going to take to fill the stadium. That's what's going to take to put money back in the coffers here and for PKP to get a return on his investment because. And he said he, he's prepared to take a loss. He realizes he's no doubt going to be taking a loss this year with the Alouettes, and it's going to take time for them to build themselves up. But 
you got to spend money to make money. And no doubt he's shelling out a fair bit to be able to provide this first game at least. And hopefully just based on the strength of that alone, that'll be enough for people to say, yeah, okay, I want in. I, I went to this game. It was a great show. There was a great show. It was a great football game. The the atmosphere was like nothing else. I want to come back for the next one and the next one and so on. Like that, that's got to be the goal. The goal is to fill the stadium each and every time and make every single one of these home games a must-see event. Mm-hmm. Do you think OLP will be enough to fill the stadium? Again, I'm extremely biased, so I want to say yes. I want to believe that. <laughs> You may as well take the tarps off the seats on the upper decks because oh, tarps haven't been on the uh, haven't been up there in two years. My point is, you want to make sure that you've got every possible seat. And I, I truly, th- again, I'm, I'm I fully admit my bias towards them, but yeah. I, I think this truly could make sure that this game is, if not completely sold out, it'd be very close to sold out because this this is a name act. This is, as far as I'm concerned something that will make people sit up and take notice and who knows you may get like true music fans that really want to see our lady peace that would be willing perhaps to sit through a football game and if you provide that entertainment you provide that value to them that makes them say oh, you know what yeah i i yeah i, I just i was really good just going for the our lady peace show but damn this is fun this, this is good stuff this this football is really interesting i i'll i'll come back i'll come to another game and if you do that and you just, as I said, just keep providing that same exciting atmosphere, creating those FOMO moments for fans, they'll come back and they'll keep filling it and they'll tell a friend and they'll tell a friend and so on. So, and yeah. as you know, we, we've got a, a packed house each and every game. Yeah, so many different things this year from, from all these modifications to the surprise you know, reveal that we're getting uh, a new third jersey, which I know I mentioned last week. Um yeah. Uh, by the way, as we we're talking, Mark Waitman actually was promoting the the halftime show. Uh, it looked the tailgate's going to be starting at at four thirty, and the pregame concert is going to be starting at five forty five. Because I think kickoff is at is the kickoff that day is at seven is it seven or seven thirty for the for the home opener. I'm pretty. If it's a Friday night, I'm pretty sure it's going to be seven thirty. The the home uh, home games on a on a Saturday, my friend. Oh, Saturday, my bad. So yeah, sorry, <laughs> Saturday at seven p.m. So, and that's the other thing. It's on a Saturday, so that you don't have to worry about missing work or anything like trying to leave work early. That it's a Saturday, folks. So, you know, go check out the tailgate. Get there early. Enjoy all of the shows. Enjoy all of the festivities. It like if you weren't excited before, you better get excited now because this is going to be a banger as they say. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I mean, it, it by the way, we're talking about all this stuff and, and obviously the, the, uh, the opening game is sponsored by Videotron and, and, you know, uh, uh, basically unveiling of the brand new 2023, 2023 team. How yellow are those Videotron patches that were released in the some of the team photos from this past week? Those things, I'm glad they're not highlighter yellow, but holy crap, dude, those things clash completely, but I think it's it's done in such a way where it's it's in your face. And I think that that's exactly it's it's almost exactly what what the team and PKP are trying to do, you know, the to not necessarily cause problems, but to cause, but to to 
cause commotion. You know, this whole TVI sports thing, you know, TVI sports versus RDS versus Bell versus, you know what I mean? But I'm sure you saw the pictures. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're bright. They're in your face. But hey, why, you know, why not? Yeah. You know, there's a saying, if you're going to come for the king, you best not miss. Well, PKP doesn't miss. Not with these. Like, th- these are going to be front and center. And it, it just tickles me to, to think about the fact that we'll be watching the game, you know, on, on TSN or RDS, which are Bell Media Companies. And they will have no choice but to indirectly promote Videotron or Quebecor, if you will. Mm-hmm. You know, the the rival company, the rival media company on their own network. <laughs> it's 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 hilarious. It's games. It's gamesmanship of the highest order from uh, Pierre Carl Pelado. And I'm all for it. I mean, this is what sparks a conversation. This is what gets people talking. And I'm sure there's going to be a lot of tongues wagging at uh, Bell Media saying, what the hell is this? Like, the, the, just the, I'm sure they're beside themselves. But you know what? This is this is a statement. This is the, this is Pierre Calpello and Quebec or saying, yeah, we want to be a part of this. We we want to be in the conversation here. We come 2026 when those TV rights become available. You best believe we're coming for them. We're, we're going to do what we can to get at the very, very least the French the French language rights to mm-hmm. CFL games, if not the whole damn thing mm-hmm. by then, as I said, like if, if he's looking to grow his empire to, to throughout the rest of Canada and make Videotron a national company and whether I, I don't believe you can make TV sports a national company in the sense that I don't know if they'll go so far as to create an English language sports channel. They may have to partner up with somebody else. I don't know, but I mean, at this point, though, like the line in the sand is being drawn with this. By seeing those Videotron patches on the Alouettes uniforms, which, as you said, yellow is a complete contrast to the blue and red of oh, the is Alouettes. Because they could easily mute it. Because you've seen some things in in Major League Baseball where, you know, I think there are 10 teams currently that have patches, uh, advertising patches on their uniforms. And I think one of the it was, uh, I think, the New York Mets. The colors that were originally there for the ones that they released were the colors of, uh, I, I think, it was of the Philadelphia Phillies, which is a, uh, a same, div- you know, they're in the same division. So they muted it and made it, I guess, either alternate colors or closer to the colors for the Mets. Right. B- Videotron could, could easily have muted this. They could have gone with, you know, with a, uh, they could have gone with a, a, a black patch with a, a yellow border, yellow border or yellow yellow font. No, they went with what Videotron advertisements show. This mm-hmm. it's black on yellow. And it, okay. it, it is what it is. It is what it is. You know what? It, it's not the most nice thing aesthetically. Yeah, as I said, it does clash. It really does clash um, with the uh, uh, with with the you know blue, blank, and rouge. So it's uh, yeah, yeah. I don't believe there's a CFL fashionista, so I'm not too worried about winning any contests in that regards. But uh, like, there's no style points as as far as I'm concerned in the mm-hmm. Canadian Football League. But no, this this is truly a statement. Uh, this is. A, a man who now owns the Montreal Alouettes and wants to promote the team and wants to promote his company as well. And it's it's all about location, 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 especially when it comes to advertising. Like you you got to get 
eyes on your product. And what better way to do that than to draw attention immediately? Like right now, you're going to look and see that blue jersey with a bit of red on it. And then you're going to see this yellow patch on it. Like you're going to you, – you're drawn to it. Mm-hmm. Like a moth to a flame. You you're, you just can't help but look at it. And guess what? It says Videotron. And now all of a sudden you're thinking about Videotron. I mean that's – like I said, I was going to say you can't buy advertising like that. But – yeah, I guess you can if you're the, if you're the owner of the Alouettes. Yeah, you can yeah, buy it. <laughs> exactly. So one of the biggest the biggest stories league wide this past week was the announcement of, uh, I guess we could say of the league streaming service. Um, you know, there was uh, everybody knows about the the news that was announced earlier about uh, a partial schedule being on the uh, CBS uh, Sports Network. Now. This was this thing that was touted, I guess, by Commissioner Ambrosi a few, uh, God, at least a couple months ago, talking about potentially going uh, with a streaming service of some sort. Sure enough, that's what they've done. But it's it. The funny thing is, is that it, it's not including just necessarily the um, the regular season, but it's also including the preseason. So there's there's the announcement of CFL Plus, and it, it's it includes the CFL preseason. Uh, for everybody, so any of the games that aren't on uh, on on television, which isn't many when it comes to the preseason games, it's available to everybody free of charge. Um, and then it'll be uh, for regular season games. Obviously, outside of Canada, uh, you'll be able to watch these games um, that aren't on CBS Sports Network on this uh, streaming platform. And hey. After one game so far, when it comes to the preseason broadcast in Calgary, usually sometimes you would think that there would be a huge issue when it came to possibly running into glitches, uh, it not working properly, because I've seen that many a time before already in the other leagues that I've watched before. They did a pretty damn good job. Agreed. Uh, All things considered. And again, you didn't have to do very much as far as I was concerned. And they did exactly what I thought they could have been doing as early as 10 years ago is just you take the the feed from the video board and you broadcast that you pair it up with the local radio station who will have their play-by-play crew in-house and so if you tuned into the game for example this past monday uh, calgary versus edmonton from mcmahon stadium you got the radio feed from the from the calgary stampeders you got the video feed from their scoreboard uh that's all you need, really. I mean, it, it's not complicated. I, as far as I'm concerned, this is something they should have been doing a long time ago. Like, uh, especially when you're only going to be broadcasting two or three games at the most. For, like, I mean, before it was just you were lucky to get four or five games even from TSN or RDS. And now this year they had scaled back to two games, which, you know, you're trying to promote your product. How the hell are you going to do that with, with lesser games? Okay, if it truly was a cost issue, then so be it. But... I mean, I now they've they've been able to show that it can be done this way. It's not the most slick professional look, but at the end of the day, you're still watching football. You're still able to see the game itself, and you're still able to make the evaluations if you want. You're still able to if you're, if you're a player and you can tell your family, your friends and family back in the states, hey, just head over to the website and sign up, and you'll be able to watch the game today. That's huge, and that's a, a, another great avenue for coaches in the states and scouts in the states mm-hmm. to evaluate players as well i mean it's it's just more just to see if, if if only to keep tabs on certain players and seeing what they do with the limited opportunities that they will have in the preseason 
this is excellent. And for fans too, like this is what I'll, I'm sure there's a lot of fans that could give a toss about the, the preseason and that's fine. If you don't like it, you don't like it. No, no one's forcing you to watch it, but for some people like myself who want to truly evaluate and assess the players that are in camp, as I said, it's like to try, try and find the next superstars and see who is going to be the one that steps up or the one who fades away. The only way to do that is to watch both preseason games. And in the past, it wasn't always possible. You, you were lucky to listen to the radio. And I'm sorry, like even it, it, it's even the best play-by-play guys nowadays, I mean, it it's not so easy to paint a picture and get the updates and to really get a, a real sense of what's going on. Mm-hmm. But now that's, uh, that's a thing of the past. Now, yeah, you'll get the, you'll still get the radio play by play to describe it with the action, but now you get to see what's going on. You'll get to see the action. And to me, that's invaluable. And being able to watch it from your laptop, your tablet or your smartphone. Perfect. As yeah. far as I'm concerned, it doesn't have to be super fancy. It doesn't have to be, all the bells and whistles. You just have to put the product out there and let people enjoy it. And you know what? I think if more, as more and more people realize that they can do this and they can watch it, the production values will get better. The, the things will it'll grow. This is something that is as bare bones as it can get, but has all the potential in the world to become something. If people are interested in it, then they'll watch. If they're, if they're not, then they won't. Simple as that. Yeah. Now it, it's not all perfect in my opinion. I mean, we'll see what happens during the regular season, um, especially for those. And people have asked, you know, can I, will I be able to watch this game after the fact? Preseason games, no, you can't. I don't know what's going to be happening when it comes to the uh, games during the regular season for the U.S. and the rest of the world. Um, because as far as I know, there's going to be no on-demand service, which I think is a mm. huge, you know, you're not going to get up early, early in order to watch a game uh, if you're over, I mean, if you're a really huge diehard fan, yeah. But I mean, if you're overseas and you be like, no, they're not gonna, I don't see people doing this. You know, it's not gonna be like us who will in Canada who will have access to the CSN, uh, to the TSN plus or, or direct or whatever they're calling it now, uh, you know, uh, the archive for the games. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's one thing that needs to be improved on. May, and, well. CBS, as far as I know, and please, anybody, in, in the, any fans in the U.S., please let me know. As far as I know, CBS Sports Network does not have an archival feature. Does not have an archival feature. Mm-hmm. So it won't be well, like the ESPN three days where you can watch a game for up to 30 days after the fact. And that's not to say it won't ever happen. I mean, yeah. I think that's – right now, no, you can't. But, I mean – Maybe that's a little bit of part two, as I said, creating that FOMO moment. Like you, you don't want to miss this game. Like now, all of a sudden, you you've got no choice but to plan to watch this game. Whereas before, maybe you would have taken it for granted. Like, oh yeah, I'll, I'll check it out later this week. No problem. Like no, now it's like, well, if you want to see so and so play, you got to watch it right there and then. If you're in the states or internet, or if you're abroad, it's now it's become appointment television, and. I have to believe, again, as this grows and as this becomes more and more of a thing, and depending on the number of people that are tuned in and invested in it, it may come to the point where they'll have no choice but to make it on demand and make sure that people can watch games at a later date if they absolutely have to. To me, I think it's just a matter of getting to know your audience, your potential audience, what they want, what they're looking for in a service like this, and 
eventually you'll have no choice but to tailor it to their needs. You know, for me, I, I just want to see football being uh, accessible to everybody. Mm-hmm. Like we're fortunate living in Canada. We can, we can watch on TSN or RDS. And yes, we do have the, the opportunity to watch games on demand at a later date. If we want everybody else to have that same privilege, they got to show that they want it too. So if they're invested enough and they make the commitment to themselves as well to tune in for every single game, and then they start demanding that we want to watch this game again, we want to see these highlights again, sooner or later, the league will have no choice but to cave into those demands and make sure that if people want to download and watch games at a later time, that they'll be able to. Also, the, the, the one of the few things about this announcement that really... Uh, what I feel bad for is that I think for the I think this is the first time, and I really was not able to confirm the actual amount, uh, the date itself. But I think this is like the, for the first time in potentially forty years that the that the Grey Cup will not be on broadcast television because it's going to be streamed on this network. Hmm. Um, and again, please somebody if somebody knows more better than i do please tell me because i think it's about 40 years because i was trying to go back and check the history what, what's your thought on that cliff because usually you know the great cup is a huge issue it's a huge issue you know say you know say for instance if you if you are somewhere you're on vacation you don't have access really you know to uh, to be able to watch the game you won't be able to watch it. You have to either try to find a way, a place to watch it. Watch it if you're camping. You know, watch it. To, to, you know, you know, you understand what I'm getting at. What, what are your What are your thoughts when it comes to hearing that the Grey Cup will not be broadcast in the U.S. and I guess we can say abroad, at least for the moment, for the first time in all, I think it's 40 years. Well, I think a lot can happen between now and November, so I'm not going to worry about it just yet. Perhaps it's one of those things that maybe they're being shopped around and maybe we do end up seeing it on a actual network down in the States. Yeah. I'm Could surprised. Be. I'm surprised it's not going to be on CBS sports network. I, I thought that of all things with this deal, that it would have been on the CBS sports network, but anyways, well, and as I said, a lot could happen between, between now and November. And just because it doesn't look like it's going to happen now, doesn't mean things will change. And I think it really does come down to just how much viewer participation is a part of it. I mean, if nobody tunes in down the States to the games on the CBS sports network, then yeah, there's absolutely no, it, it's going to tell the, the, the TV network executives that, yeah, they don't care about this league. They don't care about this sport. Yeah. But just quickly, just as another reminder to you, cause I know I mentioned it when we talked about the initial uh, announcement, CBS sports network is not a part of the Nielsen family. So you're not going to be able to go and check the, the, the week, uh, you know, the weekend or the weekly sports ratings. And see how well or how bad the game did on CBS Sports Network. No, but they'll have an idea. There'll be a way of tracking the viewership, no doubt. Oh yeah, for sure. sure. And I, I would hope, I would hope that the C, that the CFL and CBS Sports Network would get together and say, the, you know, give a rough estimate on what it on what it was, since it's not readily available to everybody who has access to the Nielsen ratings. So, mm-hmm. well, I think yeah, I mean, I mean, th- there's plenty of ways of tracking it, and also to. It, 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 if if people are going to be watching it like streaming it like streaming the like let's not forget too there's a lot of cord cutters out there so they're going to be finding alternate ways of of watching it so I mean the numbers may not be so indicative of uh, how many people are actually truly watching it I think it's a matter of just 
getting fans engaged. And if you see that sort of engagement like on social media and you see that people are actually talking about the games and saying that, yeah, I was watching the game on CBS Sports Network and or I was watching it online in some way, shape or form. And just that that buzz is being generated. Mm-hmm. Then at, at, at some point, they're going to have to take a look at it. If there's enough of it, then they're going to have no choice but to, to make serious considerations when playoff time comes around and say, OK, well, <laughs> we got this big championship game coming in November and it sounds like a lot of people stateside are interested what do we do and then at that point now you go to the network and say okay well we'll we'll let you carry it but you know you, you got you got to make it work for us as well so it's going to be very interesting as i said a lot can happen truly a lot can happen between late may and mid november <laughs> yeah. so I, I guess the only thing i could say is if fans are truly interested in the CFL in the States and abroad, make sure you're tuning in to CFL plus, make sure you're watching the games, make sure you're supporting your, you know, if you got like friends or family members that are playing in the CFL, make sure you're supporting them by tuning in, make sure you're watching the games on CBS sports network, make sure the league and the networks realize just how much this league and these players mean to you, that you want to keep watching them, that you're invested in them. Mm -hmm. And if you show, if enough people are showing that investment, they'll come around and they'll they'll have no choice but to say make something concrete, saying yes, you can tune in to the Grey Cup on TV down in the states and abroad, or they just say no. Well, listen, we're we're at least streaming it. You can at least watch it that way, and it's better than nothing. So I, mean, I would say too, make it available that you can actually stream it to your television. I know that one, at least I didn't see it. Please, then, if, if anybody else was able to do it, because I mean, yes, I could, I could have streamed it from my browser to my television that has, you know, that I have Chromecast. I, uh, from the from my phone, I had to do it directly from my phone, and wasn't able to to stream directly, so to speak. Um, I don't know if that was available or not. So people, people who have, who if, they, if it was, let me know. Um, but I, again, as you said, it, it's the beginning of something. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. So. Mm-hmm. Um, it's that time players are going to be able to start knocking heads and, and we're going to finally get to the point where it's going to be uh, eat or be eaten when it comes to who's going to make this roster for the Alouettes in 2023 game on Friday at Ottawa versus the Red Blacks uh, the Alouettes are going to have their first preseason action absolutely and Again, we, we talked about it with the players uh, during the entire time that we were in Trois-Rivières is they're now at that point. They are itching to hit somebody else. They are now wanting to make make their presence felt. They they really want some action. And a lot of the veterans, as we said, are going to be left behind in Trois-Rivières. Like a lot of the, the, the players you're going to be seeing on on Friday are not household names. They're trying to become household names. This is their opportunity to prove that they can become a name that can be recognized throughout the league. And what better opportunity to do that than just go into TV place and show that, you know, that you, you, you need to be on this roster. And that's what these coaches are looking for now. They want to see who's, who's going to step up and be the next great superstar for this team. Because we, we already know what, uh, Cody Fajardo can do. We know what William Stanback can do. We know what a lot of the veterans on this team can do. And I think the idea of leaving those guys at home and letting a lot of these unknown players come up, it's it's time to get surprised. Like there, There's a lot of names that I'm personally looking forward to seeing in action. And I want to see what they can do. We, we see what they can do in a scrimmage atmosphere. We see what they can do during training camp. 
now it's not time to see an, an honest to goodness game action. Yeah. I want to see what these guys can do against an opponent, like that they have the opportunity to go out there and make magic happen. And this is their chance to do it. And even if most people won't be watching or tuning into the preseason game, a lot of people will be tuning in and watching the preseason game. So you've got a limited opportunity. You have to absolutely make the most of it. This is your chance to make it happen because the next game at home and at personal Wilson stadium, it's essentially a dress rehearsal mm-hmm. for the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. And that's when you will see the established guys get in there and just, you, they may only play the first quarter, but they'll still get those reps. But this is your opportunity. Like if you're one of those lesser known players, this is your opportunity. This is what you've been waiting for to show what you can do. And a lot of guys will go get there and they're going to shine. A lot of guys are going to get there and they're going to crack under the pressure that they, they may put on themselves or they feel that they have to perform and they just don't live up to it. But this is where you find out who you truly have on this roster. You get to see what kind of depth is on this team. And, I'm excited. I'm excited because one, we finally get to see some true football action in the sense of, you know, the Alouettes versus the Red Blacks, an actual team game, even though it doesn't count in the standings. And don't ever say it's a meaningless game because it's not meaningless. I promise you there's a lot of people this game has a lot of meaning for. And that's what I'm looking forward to more than anything else to see who steps up and who becomes that, that name. Yep. That's true, man. As I said, uh, just it, it's really just gonna be time to, to see what these guys can do in a real game situation. So I'm I'm looking forward to it. I mean, a r- reminder as as Cliffy said, a lot of the regulars will not be there. Uh, new Alouettes quarterback Cody Fajardo will not be making the trip. Um, so it'll be down to uh, Davis Alexander, Caleb Evans, who, by the way, we spoke, I spoke with at, after practice, and I asked him, are you are you really looking forward to returning home? He goes. Uh, I'm so ready. <laughs> <laughs> a big smile on his face as he was saying that. You could tell. Like, again, don't say, don't tell, don't tell Caleb Evans that the preseason means nothing because I, I think he's going to have something to prove because he's going into his former house. Exactly. And even though it's preseason, as I said, the game doesn't count in the standings. It truly is an evaluation more than anything else. I think he's still going to go in with just enough of a chip on his shoulder to say, "Hey, you guys didn't believe in me." Let me show you. And that's going to be fun. Mm-hmm. That is definitely going to be a lot of fun. For sure. So, again, the, the game is at 7.30 on Friday. Uh, it'll be on uh, TSN and RDS. Uh, and I think it'll also be broadcast on on C, uh, excuse me on TSN 690. And I can't remember the station that they have it on French. I, I apologize. I can't remember off the top of my head here. I know it's 98.5, but I don't remember the call sign okay. or the name. Yeah. Or- yeah, that's it. Um, but hey, it's it's football in itself, and uh, you know I'm sure Owls fans and Red Black fans will be happy to see this game, uh, at least just to get a hint of, of hopefully what's going to come in in 2023. So, uh, hey Cliff, dude, again, just a, another joy being with you at camp. Um, it, w- our next stop obviously will be the the game next week uh, for our preseason opener, and then hey, from time to time at practice. But uh, 2023 is coming. Oh, so close to starting, and uh, hey, I, I'm all ready for it. No, it, it's it's tremendous. Uh, I, I said, this camp experience that we had this past weekend, it just fuels the fire as far as I'm concerned. Like I, I know a lot of people could give a rat's ass about training camp. And once again, I, I get that there's fans like that. They, they only care about the regular season, 
and the superstars, and, and that's fine. That's no problem. But to me, the fun of training camp is to go there and see who will be the next superstar, who will be the, the guy that you know two, three years from now, you're going to be buying his jersey because, oh, my God, <laughs> he's playing lights-out football. And you saw him back when he was a quote-unquote nobody in training camp, just a, a, a camp body, as they say. Uh, that, to me, is what the preseason is all about. That's what training camp is all about, is finding out who will be the next star on this team. And I'm glad we were able to go out there and, and, and check it out and see what we have. And as I said, I, I've got a list of names here that I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing on Friday. And I fully expect these guys to ball out and really – make some magic happen. Like this is their opportunity. This is their chance to prove that they belong on this team. And I have to believe that they're not going to squander that opportunity because let's face it, you truly may only get one chance to do it. And if you don't take it, then someone else will that that's football for you folks. That that is the grim reality of it is it's eat or be eaten. As you said, I mean, and these guys have to eat all of them have to eat. Mm hmm. Uh, we will be back next week, obviously, to talk about the preseason game and and give our, our thoughts on it and uh, any other news that may have come across the come across the uh, the football verse. Uh, any breaking news? Make sure you stay tuned to all of our socials, and we'll get you out that information as best we can. So, Cliff, good seeing you, buddy. Had fun again, and uh, we'll have to do it again in twenty twenty four. So, for everybody here, at the Alouettes flight deck for Cliffy D. I'm Tim Capper. We're on final approach. Thanks for listening. Find more great shows like this at CF Pod Network on Twitter.